It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Why that time was Goodrow. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup. As the city of Tampa celebrates the Tampa Bay Lightning's victory over the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup Finals, could the city be in line for one or even two more championship celebrations in the near future? Then David Drogemeyer of the Locked On Chargers podcast joins me for this crossover Thursday episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Bucks Nation, to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks Podcast, brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses. Whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. I am your host, David Harrison, one half of the normal hosting duo here at the Locked on Bucks podcast. James Yarko is off for today's episode. Both of us are writers covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation over at Bucks Nation. Dot com. Welcome back to our regular listeners and welcome for the first time to our new ones. If you haven't yet, please go subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, and it'll help other Buccaneers fans like you find the Locked on Bucks podcast. Coming up on today's episode, I'm joined by David Drogemeyer, one of the hosts of the Locked on Chargers podcast. As we get this crossover Thursday episode going, talking about the week four matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Chargers in Raymond James Stadium with fans for the first time in the 2020 NFL season. But before we get to that, we've got to get to your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story brought to you by the Locked on Bucks podcast, I am David Harrison, and here is Bruce Arians being asked by Ed and Cena about the atmosphere surrounding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers following the Stanley Cup success of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And obviously, locally in the Bay Area, you know, there's a lot of, lot of excitement about sports here uh, with the Lightning and the Rays and everything like that. Um, you know, can that resonate into your locker room? Is, is that something that, that can... You know, your guys can see, you know, what's going on and feel kind of the excitement locally and, and, and that can help you guys. Well, I think definitely, you know, um, you know, guys are rooting for the home teams. And uh, I, I know I stayed up and watched the, the too many hockey games, that's for sure. And uh, and a baseball game last night, luckily got over early. And uh, so, yeah, I, you're always pulling for your home teams and it does add excitement because it adds excitement to the city. Moving forward, Tampa sports fans are now looking towards the Rays baseball team and the Buccaneers football team to continue the city's success in professional sports and hopes of bringing home one or two more championships. On Tuesday, it was revealed that the Tennessee Titans had several players and personnel within the franchise test positive for COVID-19 following their week three matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. On Wednesday, Coach Arians was asked about the impact of that news on his locker room, his team and his franchise. And here's what Coach Arians had to say. Yeah, we we talked about it before it happened, and we talked about it after it happened. And uh, you know, I got to be the face mask police all the time, but uh, I'm glad he take the job. The um, 
I think our guys have made a good commitment to each other, but you know, you never know. It could be somebody's child that's in school, come home and next thing you know, half your locker room's out. So we never know with this thing. So, but uh, we're being as, I think we're being as diligent as we possibly can. As the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the rest of the NFL's franchises continue to do everything in their power to stay healthy, both on the field and off the field, the league themselves announced on Wednesday that Sunday's game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans would be moved to either Monday or Tuesday. The NFL said in a statement that the new game date and time would be announced as soon as possible, adding that the postponement will allow additional time for further daily COVID-19 testing and to ensure the health and safety of players, coaches, and game day personnel. That according to an ESPN news service post on ESPN.com. Titans coach Mike Vrabel spoke to the media on Wednesday as well, saying, quote, I know there's going to be a lot of questions about the game and about who's to blame and where it started. Nobody's to blame. We're in a pandemic. This is a very unfortunate situation, but one that we're confident that we will be able to handle safely with the football team and the players' best interests in mind, end quote. Of course, Buccaneers fans will remember earlier in the offseason when starting left tackle Donovan Smith for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers questioned publicly and out loud whether or not the NFL's protections and the team's protections for the players against COVID-19 virus and the potential risk of players bringing the virus back home to their families, and specifically in Smith's case, his newborn daughter. And while this recent news does not apply directly to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it certainly brings back into light the potential ramifications and the need for continued diligence in the light of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Again, guys, like we said yesterday, definitely a story to keep an eye on for all football fans as we watch how the NFL and the franchise handles what's going on with the Tennessee Titans and those positive COVID-19 tests. As uh, Roger Goodell went on record saying already that this is not unexpected, and in fact, the league probably anticipates even more positive tests as the season goes on. So something to watch there as we continue to look forward to week four. Speaking of looking forward to week four, James Yarko and I will be doing our final preview episode tomorrow on Friday of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week four matchup at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. But before we get to that, we've got to get to David Drogemeyer and this crossover Thursday episode. And before we get to that, we've got to talk about one of our sponsors, and that is NFL Game Pass, one of my favorites. And guys, this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays. And you can see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. The Locked On Bucks podcast is also brought to you in part by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving all auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. 
amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Crossover Thursday here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, getting set to talk Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Los Angeles Chargers week four of the 2020 NFL season. And joining me now is host of the Locked On Los Angeles Chargers podcast, David Drugemeyer. David, welcome to the show. Welcome to, I hope you've been doing well, and I hope you're feeling pretty good about the state of those Los Angeles Chargers. Well, hey, first of all, everything is going great over here. We love the crossovers. It really gives us a, a, an inside view from, you know, an expert on how that team is, you know, that you're about to play on Sunday, you know, the ins and outs, you know, you guys study them year in, year out, month after month. So it's really good to have an expert over there. And we're doing really well. I mean, we've had a really, really great month. Obviously, Justin Herbert uh, join, jumping in to be the starting quarterback has given us a nice little bump. So we definitely appreciate that. And as far as the Chargers, uh, it's been an up and down year. And it's been it's been stupid because the Chargers have been able and could have won every single game they played this year. The Los Angeles Chargers coming in at one and two uh, with a win against the Cincinnati Bengals in week one. And then unfortunately dropping two in a row uh, against the Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime. And then the Carolina Panthers last week. Uh, in week three. And and David, this team, this Los Angeles Chargers team, if, if you're stat scouting, if you want to call it that, right? Uh, if you're stat scouting, you're looking at one and two losses against the Chiefs, loss against the Panthers, right? Especially Buccaneers fans are going to look at the Carolina Panthers loss and say, oh man, this should be a cakewalk. But yeah. these losses are not like, it, it's two losses on the board, but man, they've been some painful losses. And, and, and like you said, they've been games that this team could have and probably should have won in a lot of lights. I mean, the, the, the biggest gap... Uh, has been a five-point gap. This team has not played a game with a touchdown margin. Uh, forget the extra point. This team has not played a game that finished with a touchdown margin yet. So these are some tight com- competitions. Uh, the way I see it when I look at the Los Angeles Chargers, and I know I'm not alone, penalties on the defensive side of the ball and a lack of takeaways seem to be the two biggest issues plaguing a team that has a rookie quarterback, which is kind of amazing. Now, I know that Justin Herbert has had some issues of his own. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But at least on the defensive side, Penalties and takeaways uh, seem to be the biggest bugaboos right now with Anthony Anthony Lynn's unit. Uh, how do you feel about that? Am I accurate there? And and what do you think is kind of driving that train? I mean, first of all, of course. I mean, you definitely hit the nail on the head with the turnovers. The, the Chargers have just not been able to turn the ball over at a good enough rate for them to have success. I mean, the defense is phenomenal. And, I mean, they really have been doing some great things, especially when teams get into the red zone. They really seem to clamp down and they really – you know, just end drives a lot of the times with field goals. So they have a lot of talent. Um, they've definitely done some great things, but the offense has really been more of the question, you know, just trying to find the consistency, try to find who they are. Uh, but yes, I, I agree with you. The Chargers are, are just not getting the turnovers, which is really hurting an offense, like I said, who's still trying to figure out their identity. That's something they definitely need to do better at on the defensive side and on offense. They have to clean it up. It's just been awful. Anthony Lynn has been losing whatever hairs he has on his body, (laughs) worrying about how they can get this stat under control. Um, But it's the most important thing going forward. It just, it has to be fixed. The Chargers, I think I'm sure they're working on it in practice, but you got to go out there and do it. Yeah. And I mean, what was really surprising as I was researching the Chargers and looking past some other things is that Joey Bosa has actually been kind of of one of the I don't want to call him a problem but one of the one of the the biggest offenders I guess you could call it it's uh, been in, a problem yeah in this season I mean had a, he had a big 
uh, was encroachment uh, penalty, right? He had a big one last week yep. against the Carolina Panthers that uh, didn't, you know, I guess directly lead to the loss, but definitely didn't help matters. No, I was on a third and three, and, you know, you gave them another first down when it's just something that was that's so avoidable. And for Joey, he's had three of those penalties already this year. And I know as a pass rusher, you want to get every advantage that you possibly can. You want to get that jump. I get it. I totally understand, but you cannot have this happen because it's impacting games. Penalties kill you. No matter how you look at it, it might not do it immediately, but it will do it eventually. And it's something that's really, really put the chargers in bad spots. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that, that Joey is working on it, uh, you know, adamantly, uh, something that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, I guarantee is going to notice and that Tom Brady is going to try to take advantage, uh, see if he can get a free five yards, a free first down on a third down uh, any way that he can. Um, but something that's kind of someone who's kind of stood out, uh, at least on the stat sheet, and I, I want to get your get your thoughts from an from execution standpoint. Is I'm going to mess up his name, uh, Uchenna and Wosu. Yeah, get it? yeah, you get got it? it, man. Yeah, awesome. you got it. So for PFF fans out there, uh, first among edge, edge defenders in pass rush productivity among players with 56 or more pass rush snaps, Joey Bosa is second. So making up maybe a little bit for those penalties, but you know the team still one and two, so maybe not. Uh, to put it in perspective for Buccaneers fans on what that really means, Shaq Barrett is ninth. Jason Pierre-Paul is 36th. And I know that Buccaneers fans fancy this pass rushing duo of Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul is pretty stinking good. And I tend to agree with them. Yeah. So for Enchetta Nwosu and Joey Bosa be one and two, I mean, that's a pretty potent package. <laughs> and I know that a lot of Buccaneers fans are going to be curious as to which side of the line Joey Bosa is lining up on. Is he going to go up against... Uh, the quote-unquote weaker tackle in Donovan Smith, or is he going to match up more against Tristan Wirfs? I know I've seen him bounce around a little bit here and there, but I think Buccaneers fans might need to to worry a little bit about Uchenna and Wosu as well. Well, Uchenna and Wosu has been waiting patiently for his opportunity to be able to just pin his ears, ears back and go after the quarterback. But you had a really, really good pass rusher that the Chargers have had for a very long time in Melvin Ingram, who has been ahead of Nchenna Nwosu on the depth chart. And I think that's for a lot of the a lot of reasons in the running game. Melvin Ingram does a lot of the dirty work that he does not get credit for in the running game. And he's a phenomenal pass rusher as well. Obviously that's the calling card. You know, you always know it's Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, but unfortunately Melvin Ingram is on IR. And it's unfortunate for Melvin, but it's also a blessing in disguise for Nchenna Nwosu because he now gets his opportunity, his time to shine, his opportunity to show the coaching staff that he can go out there and be just as productive getting after the quarterback. And, you know, to hear that he's, uh, you know, tops and and pressures just makes my heart, you know, feel a little bit warm. I mean, it's nice because this kid has been working his butt off to just get that opportunity to show what he can do. And now he's starting to do that and he is starting to perform. And as far as the question on where Joey Bosa is going to line up, he's going to line up everywhere. I mean, wherever uh, Gus Bradley feels like there is a matchup that he can exploit, then you're going to see Joey Bosa there. He's going to be on the inside. He's going to be on both edges. Joey Bosa will be everywhere. I mean, that's why the Chargers – have paid him $135 million over the next six seasons because he is that versatile and he's not just a good pass rusher. He's a phenomenal run blocker as well. He is just a complete football player. That's why he's the highest paid defender in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very, very disruptive. Uh, Carmen Vitale, Buccaneers.com staff writer was on our show yesterday 
uh, to kind of give us our first look at this matchup and uh, emphatically said, said very similar things about Joey Bose, who's a one-man wrecking crew. That's, that's paraphrasing that a quote, but basically saying, you know, Joey's obviously the guy that everybody's got to be able to stand up to. And like you said, he's going to line up everywhere. So everywhere from Ryan Jensen at center to Tristan Wirfs, rookie left, right tackle, and Donovan Smith, the left tackle, but all of you had better be ready to face Joey Bosa because at one time or another, you're probably going to see him bearing down on you. And then, of course, you've got Nwosu, who right now I'm kind of I'm kind of likening him to like a West Coast Shaq Barrett because Shaq, you know, same thing, kind of sat in the shadows there behind guys like DeMarcus Ware, Vaughn Miller, Broncos drafted Bradley Chubb, and then he ended up having to leave uh, yep. the AFC West to go find his opportunity to step up. Fortunately for Nwosu, again, not fortunate for Melvin Ingram, but fortunately for Nwosu, getting the opportunity to step up and show what he can do with the team uh, that he was that he's been with. So, yeah, happy for him as well. Uh, ultimately, though, flipping over to the offensive side of things, um, you asked me earlier what the, the biggest you know, factor for this game was going to be. I said I think it's going to be turnovers, and that's where we're going to kind of get to the offense. But first, we got to talk Keenan Allen. Mm. So the offseason, Chargers fans know, I'm sure you guys know, Bucks fans know, we know. Keenan Allen had himself a little bit of a reaction to the NFL top 100 and kind of oh, yeah. came at Mike Evans, kind of came at Chris Godwin. <laughs> he didn't really come at Chris Godwin, but he meant to come at Chris Godwin. Uh, Bucks yeah. fans had fun with that, with him mentioning the wrong guy on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so listen, I mean, at least for 2020, right? Uh, Keenan Allen again, kind of dropped another PFF stat on everybody. Sure. I think, I think he's the sixth rated wide receiver in the national football league right now. Uh, he's got, he's got, you know, I think twice the amount of catches as Mike Evans has. He's got about, twice as many yards as Mike Evans has. But Mike Evans has four touchdowns. Now, yeah. granted, he left last week with two catches, two yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of a cheap stat there. <laughs> I mean, hello. But he's got four touchdowns. So, I mean, he sure does. David, put on your, your, your best unbiased hat, if you could. Who's the better receiver? If you got to take one of these guys, who's the better receiver? I mean, that's such a tough question because I respect everything that Mike Evans has been able to do and in all the stats that he's put up uh, in the National Football League. He's truly been, you know, a phenomenal wide receiver. But like I said before, I feel like if you line up Keenan Allen against any defender in the National Football League, he can get open. And it's just his route running ability. If you need a touchdown, then I think you obviously are, you're looking at Mike Evans. But if you're looking for a first down, or if you're looking to ex- extend the, the play or someone who's going to get hot, who's someone who is an incredible route runner, I think you're looking at Keenan Allen. They both have you know their qualities on why they are superstar players. But I just feel like he, if it's defender and, uh, and receiver, who's going to get open more, I, I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, both are, are supremely talented wide receivers, but I think you have to say that Keenan Allen is just known across the league as a more polished route runner. More to come here in a minute from David Harrison, David Drogemeyer, host of the Locked On Bucks and Locked On Chargers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day on a crossover Thursday. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back now here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm David Harrison, joined by David Drogemeyer, host of the Locked On Chargers podcast for this crossover Thursday episode. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, David, you guys have got a pretty good one in Justin Herbert. Yes, he's a rookie making rookie mistakes, 
from LA Football Network. I know one of your guys is, is attached to that network as well. Uh, Ryan Dirud. So Ryan over at LA Football Network, an article that I just kind of happened to stumble on, uh, was, take, was writing some takeaways from this weekend's action and wrote the headline, uh, Justin Herbert is the real deal. And here's what he's going to read, David. I want to get your reaction to this. Uh, this is a quote from his article. It's only been two games. But this is a glass half full takeaway, and this kid's going to be special. The stage certainly does not seem too big for Herbert, who finished with another 300-yard passing performance, 71% completion percentage. Uh, And in that game, his final two drives of the game were extremely poised, the first ending with a touchdown and the second ending with a failed hook and ladder that would have won the game after beginning a drive on their own one-yard line. I always try to put respect on the name Phillip Rivers, but for most of his career, at least the final few years, in the biggest moments, he had a knack for throwing game-ending interceptions. In just two NFL games, Herbert has stepped up in the biggest moments and gave his team a chance to win. But high, pri- high praise for Justin Herbert, who, as you mentioned, has made some rookie mistakes. But what is your, what is your overall uh, feeling of Justin Herbert? I mean, you know, you feel bad for what happened to Tyrod and everything of else. Of course. But absolutely. do you feel like Justin Herbert's ready to take the helm now and, and start the future of the Chargers franchise from, from today? I think if you look at week one with Tyrod Taylor as the quarterback, you saw an offense that had three or four or four and outs. And you had an offense that was very risk averse, which, I mean, that's the type of quarterback that Anthony Lynn wants. He doesn't want a guy that's going to turn the football over. But then you look at Justin Herbert and you turn on the tape there and you see a better tempo, a better pace. You see them pick up more first downs. You see an offense that's just moving at a better rate. They're just smoother. And with that being said, I do think Justin Herbert's ready. And it's hard to go back from, you know, an offense where you have a quarterback that throws around 200 yards, and then you have a quarterback that has back-to-back 300-plus yards uh, passing games. And he's the type of quarterback that Anthony Lynn wants in his system. Like Tyrod Taylor, he is a very mobile quarterback. He is six foot six, 236 pounds, but he, he can run. He can extend the play. He can run out of the pocket. He's smooth in the pocket. He can, you know, he's finessing it. You, you can see him step up. You can see him hold onto a ball and then throw it. You see, so you see him roll out. It's just that movement ability and the arm strength. You can't teach it. I mean, there's certain throws that he's made, like a, a, a third down throw to Keenan Allen where he threaded it past Tyron Matthew in the Chiefs game was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, there's just not many human beings on earth that could make that throw right there and have the confidence to be able to come in and do that as well. So I was totally against having Justin Herbert play at all this year. I was totally fine with Tyrod Taylor going out there and being the quarterback until we felt Justin Herbert was ready. But then things changed. Tyrod gets hurt. Justin Herbert jumps on the football field and, you know, he shows off some magic. So with that being said, I think the Chargers put themselves in the best position to win football games this year and going forward right now if they have Justin Herbert lining up under center. Yeah, I mean, I like what I've seen from him so far. Obviously, I haven't seen every snap uh, like you, I'm sure, have. Uh, but from the snaps I have seen and gotten to see, he he definitely looks like he's ready uh, to start becoming a full-fledged NFL quarterback. Still some things to work on. Of course, he's a rookie. You know, you don't expect yes. him not to. Uh, but, man, he looks the part, and the Chargers look, look like they have uh, a solid future with Justin Herbert there if he can stay healthy. And uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what he can do. What do you think the Chargers have to do absolutely above all else, either on offense, on defense? Hell, if you want to throw special teams in there. What do the Chargers absolutely have to do in order to beat the Buccaneers in week four? It's turnovers for sure. I mean, you, you, it, it is. I mean, they have to protect the ball and they have to score touchdowns. They can't 
they can't score field goals against this team. You know, just because they're ranked towards the bottom in offense does not mean that they are bottom ranked talent. They are phenomenal. They have phenomenal athletes on that side of the football. And, you know, we've already had Tom Brady shred the chargers on a number of different occasions. So we know what he's capable of doing. So it's, Definitely on the offensive side, score touchdowns, protect the ball. On the defensive side is don't get lulled to sleep with the three to five yard outs because they will take their shots as well. I mean, they only really run to set up the pass. They consistently have ran the ball less, you know, or 10 fewer times than they've thrown the ball in the first three games. So they're only going to use the run to set up the pass, but don't get lulled to sleep. So as long as the Chargers are able to do that, I think it will be a close game and they can put themselves in a position to succeed. Absolutely. And then that actually leads directly into my, my final question for, for this crossover Thursday. Um, friends of the show, my bookie, they've got the Buccaneers opening up as a seven and a half point favorite. We've already talked about it. Uh, the Chargers have not had a game end with, with, any, with more than five point, a five point difference in the score, uh, win or loss. You know, I don't know if you're a betting man, but I know that some of our listeners on this network are betting people and they're probably hitting my bookie a little bit early this week. I don't know if you've got a final score. I don't have a final score prediction yet, but what I want to ask you right now is do you recommend the Chargers or the Buccaneers considering the spread seven and a half points? So either way, Chargers could lose, Buccaneers could win. But again, you add those points in there and that makes a big difference. So what would you would you take the Chargers against the spread or the Buccaneers with the points? Yeah, there's no way that this game is going to be more than a seven-point game. I'm sorry. The Chargers play close games. That's all they do. And this defense is too good. There's no way that this game is going to be decided by, by less than – or there's no way this game is going to be decided by more than seven points. I think both defenses are too good. I think it's going to come down to who's, who on offense is going to execute better. So I, I'm i sorry. There's no way I'm taking taking the spread on that. I, I, wouldn't, I would not take seven points on this bet. Yeah, I mean, I would be really hard-pressed to recommend to any Buccaneers fan looking to bet this line and taking the seven and a half points. I mean, I feel like, you know, the, even if the Buccaneers win, having them win by even seven points might be a little bit of a stretch. Again, Chargers are known for, for playing a really close games, and the Chargers' defense is stout, and they're kind of, you almost look at it, they're almost due for a really good game and going up against an offense that, again, Chris Godwin's probably going to be out. Uh, Scotty Miller didn't practice today either with his own injury. Mike Evans is still out there, but you know, behind him, Justin Watson, you know, who knows against a really good defense, you never know what could happen. So uh, a full touchdown and an extra point uh, kind of feels a little bit too rich right now, but we'll get into final score predictions. I'm sure uh, on both of our shows as, as the week goes on. Special thanks again to locked on chargers podcast host, David Drogemeyer for joining me on this crossover Thursday episode, guys, I usually try and fit at least one or two questions from the other side from what the other host asked me about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But as you can see on the clock, we're already past 25 minutes. Uh, just a really great conversation with David there. I actually had to take some stuff out uh, from what David and I even talked about with the Chargers just to fit it in to the network guidelines. Um, so if you want to hear what David had to ask about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to me, head on over to Locked On Chargers podcast channel. Download the, that episode from David. Tomorrow, James Jargo will be back. Like I said earlier, we will be doing our final preview Bowl predictions, key players, matchups, and a score prediction. You already know I'm not going to tell you to take the seven and a half points, but are the Buccaneers going to win? Are the Chargers going to win? And by what score? I will tell you my answer. James Jark will tell you his answer. Until we meet again on Friday, Bucks Nation, thank you again for joining us again. If you're new, thanks for joining the show. If you're one of our returning listeners, we greatly appreciate you. As always, go ahead, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us that rating. We'll help other Buccaneers fans 
find the show as well. If you're out and about, please be safe, be healthy, be good to each other. And thank you for joining me here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.